Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 159, The Millennial Reign of Christ, Peace. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. And welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. Right, and we're going to continue our discussion about the millennial reign of Christ. We're actually going to conclude our series, John. Okay. But but you know, we were just talking before we started recording about dreams. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if I shouldn't ask this question so we've both uh, shared recent dreams we've had that were almost, they were spiritual attacks. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I know others uh, that I've spoken to recently that are fairly close to me that have shared similar dreams uh, of spiritual attacks. Uh, we've done an entire episode, too, on visions and dreams. Yeah. And we uh, did a Sunday morning message on Unlock the Bible Now about visions and dreams. So we, we conclude and we surmise that we're close. If you're not in the last days, we're close to it, close to the rapture. And it would be the fulfillment of the promise in Joel 2 and Acts 3, or Acts 2 rather, okay. about God pouring out a spirit and we'll be dreaming dreams and seeing visions. And we did that whole series about the Lord speaking to prophets through dreams and visions. Yeah. And we understood, except for Moses, we understood that. So it would just make sense that the devil would try to use the same tactic and his entities. Mm -hmm. When we talk about people that astrally project or practice remote viewing or Mm -hmm. transcendental meditation, they're trying to access the dream state of the spiritual realm. Sure. So uh, I think that these attacks are increasing through our dreams because the devil's trying to hinder from whatever. So I'm wondering if uh, some of our listeners out there are experiencing something similar. And maybe you could write us or let us know. Yeah. We're not asking you to send us your dreams so that, because I can't interpret a dream. So Absolutely. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't think that by any stretch of the imagination, I'm suggesting you write me so I could tell you what your dreams mean. I don't know what my dreams mean. Because uh, you'll probably screw it up, right? Oh, I'm, I'm certain. <laughs> I'm certain I would get it wrong. Uh, but what I'm thinking is if you've been having, and, and especially if it's a situation where you've not normally remembered dreams, that's my case. I never remember dreams. I don't ever yeah. have it, but these have been very vivid, very uh, uh, memorable yeah. dreams. So if there are those out there listening that are having a similar experience recently or suddenly or fairly recently, let us know about it. If you want to share the details of a dream that's not too bizarre or whatever, that's fine with me. But I'd also be interested in knowing if any of you have been having dreams where you feel like the Lord was trying to show you So the you question something. is, uh, is there an uptick in dream yeah. Activity. Frequency. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, vividness. Um, yeah. Lucidity, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, although that's, that's I want to be careful with that because I don't want to step into a realm that's not good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'd just be interested to hear from you if you've got something like that going on. It's not that we're fishing for content for the um, for the show. We're just trying to justify. More of curiosity yeah. because it, it happened to you. Yeah. It happened to me. Yeah. And we just had a conversation over 
you know, yeah. over a meal about it. And right. I'm going, what was this dream about, right? So is it happening to other people? I think so, yeah. Hmm. Well, well, we'll test that hypothesis. Yeah. And we'll see if there's some, some evidence for that. Anyway, John, well, listen, uh, we're very happy to, to hear from you if you want to write us. And I want to thank all of you for, for listening and subscribing. And speaking of subscribers, John? Yeah, so let me tell you who this episode was brought to us by. So this week's episode was brought to us by Stephen L., Mindy F., Janine S., Alexandra S., and Mary W., all of which became subscribers or seekers in April of this year. Thank you very much. Thank you guys very much. So we're getting through to April. Maybe we'll get to the end of the year before the end of the year. <laughs> no, keep subscribing. We, we need to yeah, be behind. Yeah, we want to be behind. That's a good point. Yeah, we want to. Still not at our 500-person uh, goal. By the way, I might I mentioned something kind of funny that happened this week. Um, normally, we see subscribers trickle in here and there, uh-huh. and we're grateful for that. But there was a day this past week when we had 29 subscribers come in mm-hmm. within hours, you know, uh, uh, and it was like, holy cow. What is going on? Did this thing go viral somehow? One of our videos, one of our interviews, you know, I was shocked. And then come to find out our, our podcast hosting platform for the premium subscription, Supercast, wrote us to say, no, nah, these weren't real subscribers. It was a bot testing out some stolen credit cards or something. And they were just running them through to see if the free trial would you know, ping them as a valid credit card. Yeah. So that I think that day when we had 29, only two of those were real subscribers. <laughs> hey, well, thank you to those two. So thank you to those two. <laughs> but I just find it funny that spiritual attacks like this seem to be coming. Although that was a mm-hmm. real digital attack. But I think it's another way that proves that whatever the content we're getting out there is ticking off the enemy. So that yeah. makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why dreams are increasing, too. I, I think so. There's something to that. And by the way, if you're going to write us and tell us something about dreams that you, you've noticed a frequency, think about and pray about whether or not you can tie that into an increase in you serving the Lord in some way that's exposing the satanic global elite's agenda. Yeah. And maybe these attacks began to increase you know, consecutively. I that. think the question is why, if, you, if you're being attacked in your dream, why? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, it's something that you're doing in your <laughs> life, right? Obviously, you're out here preaching the message. I'm just like the Ed McMahon guy on the couch, but I'm getting attacked, right? But if, if listeners are out there and they're being attacked, why is the enemy going after them? What does he want to stop you from doing? Yeah, there, there's so something to that. So don't let that thwart your efforts, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah stay the course and uh, rebuke these entities in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ if they do yeah. attack you in your dreams. Uh, and obviously know that they have no permission to be here. We have authority over them through the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So let's pick up and continue with and conclude, uh, John, with our series on the millennial reign of Christ. And this part four is called peace. Okay. Because when the Lord does come back to uh, the perfect peace that's going to ensue during the thousand-year reign is going to conclude with a final insurrection, which we're going to talk about. Okay. And then we go on to the new heaven and the new earth. And it is my belief that the thousand-year reign in its glory, in the prosperity part, in the in the peace that we're about to read about, is sort of a taste of the new heaven and the new earth. Okay. It's like, here's what you can have if you will believe. Because as we discussed last time, in between uh, the third part and this part, we will have had an interview, uh, hopefully, okay. with Al Matthews. Um, uh, and so there'll be one little break in the in the series but in the last time we spoke we talked about how 
why on earth would people want to rebel when the perfect King Jesus is here? And reigning? he's here on earth. Yeah, and why would they do that? But we're going to see that the whole point of the priesthood and the sacrifice is because many won't believe. Okay. They don't want to believe and be baptized and trust Christ during that time, and therefore they have to offer those sacrifices at the Feast of Tabernacles. So we covered that. And if you missed that part, you may want to go back and, and tune into that so you'll understand where we're going forward from here. So we'll start in Zechariah chapter 14 today, because what we find here, and we, we alluded to this last time when we talked about if they don't go up to the Feast of Tabernacles, they get no rain. Yeah. You know, to pro provoke them to do it. Yeah. And then if they still won't do it, they're going to have a plague upon them. And I told you what it was, but we're going to read that plague this time. Okay. So in Zechariah 14, we back up a little bit to where the armies of the Antichrist are defeated by the Lord Jesus himself. And it says in verse 3, Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations which gather together to fight against the Lord with the Antichrist, as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave, or split, in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. And we hmm. talked about the changing geography yeah. that's happening. So all this is going on, and that's why Jerusalem is going to be raised up as an exalted mountain with a plateau on the top. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains... For the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azal. Yea, ye shall flee like as ye fled before, uh, from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come and all the saints with thee. And by the way, that's more proof that we're coming back. All the saints come back with the Lord. Huh, okay. Jude cites it as well from the book of Enoch. Now, all that to say, that's the scene when the Lord returns. So continuing in Zechariah 14, it says, mm -hmm. And it shall come to pass... In that day that the light shall not be clear nor dark, but it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night. But it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be light. And I have to scroll down because it's further than I can read. Mm -hmm. uh, evening time it shall be light. And it shall be in that day that living waters shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them toward the former sea and half of them toward the hinder sea. In summer and in winter shall it be. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that day. There shall be one Lord and his name one. And I mentioned a moment ago that we were going to see the plague. We actually saw that earlier. The, the plague is in this chapter, okay. uh, but it's actually the chapter before this. So what we were going to see in this chapter, because I made a mistake about thinking where I was. It was 13, not 14. Uh, in this chapter, we're going to see the plain I was telling you about, the plateau on top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. And it says, And the land shall be turned as a plain from Geba to Ramah in the south of Jerusalem, and it shall be lifted up and inhabited in her place, from Benjamin's gate unto the place of the first gate, under the corner gate, and from the tower of Hananiel unto the king's wine presses. And I don't know where all those landmarks are, but yeah. they were certainly part of the, the city yeah. uh, in, the, in the Old Testament times. And men shall dwell in it, and there shall be no more utter destruction, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. So the, the, we see the Lord coming back to fight against the nations. I thought we were going to read in that passage about the plague, but that was earlier. Okay. But what we're now seeing is the geographical changes that take place yeah. to Israel, to Jerusalem, where the temple is going to be built. We discussed the temple in Ezekiel 40 through 47, all that. Now, speaking of 47, go to Ezekiel 47. 
because he mentioned that there were some waters that uh, were come out of the city. Come out of the city. Yeah. Well, why? Where do you see? This is one of those mind-blowing things. Where do you see where these waters come from? Okay. Okay. So. Deep, to help. Under, deep underground? Yes. <laughs> no, actually not so deep. Uh, it's from the altar, from the threshold of the house. Okay. And so what's interesting is to give our listeners a, some sense of reference, a frame of reference, Jerusalem is going to be the mountain where all this takes place, where the temple will be built and where okay. this river is yeah. going to flow from. There's the Jordan River and there's the Sea of Galilee and there's the Dead Sea. Okay. okay, so if you if you think of it, it kind of goes north to south in Israel. Mm-hmm. If you were to picture Israel, in the, it, it, you see that little formation there. The Dead Sea, for those who don't know it, is a sea of salt. And okay. you actually almost can't like sink in it or drown in it because if you, go, if you dove in, you would just lay on the surface, no matter how big you are. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Yeah, a salt sea is like that. So you're just super buoyant because it's super salty. Extremely buoyant. Nothing lives in it because it's too salty. And they believe the salt came from the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, which is why Lot's wife turned to a pillar of salt and things like that. So there's something about all that. We'll have to do a whole thing about the Dead Sea. Yeah, that is a whole podcast right Right. there. Okay. So knowing that's what it is, you're about to see what happens when this river that comes out of the temple hits that Dead Sea. Okay. So Ezekiel 47, verse 1. Uh, and so an angel is showing Ezekiel all these things, the measurements he's been recording for the temple and the land and the this yeah. and the that. And he says, Afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house, which is the temple. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward, for the forefront of the house stood toward the east. And the waters came down from under the right side of the house at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate, which is outer gate, by the way that looketh eastward. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. So what we've got here is like a little spring. Like you said, it could be underground or under the house or something. It's springing up. Crossing the threshold, passing the altar, going out the gate of the house, the door, mm-hmm. and there's a trickle, like a little stream or creek flowing. Okay. Okay. And then it says, and when the man that had the line in his hand, a line is for measuring, yeah. went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits. And he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. So as this river flows, or as this water flows, I should say, uh-huh. and he's a thousand cubits away, which for practical purposes is about two thousand feet. Yeah, you know, maybe longer. Uh, it's now deep enough to where it's up to Ezekiel's ankles. Okay. Okay. Watch. He goes further. Again, he measured a thousand, another thousand, and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through. The waters were to the loins, which is almost your waist. And afterwards, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over, meaning you can't just walk across and wade through. You have to either swim it or get a boat. Okay? And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? (laughs) Obviously, yes. Then he brought me. And cause me to return to the brink of the river. And you would say, today we would call that the bank. 
Yeah. The bank of the river. Makes sense. The bank of the river. Now, when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea. Now, which sea? We could be talking Mediterranean Sea, talking Sea of Galilee, or the Dead Sea. Well, watch. Brought me into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the water shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth whithersoever the river shall come, shall live. And there shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither. For they that be healed, or for they shall be healed, and everything shall live whither the river cometh. And it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon it from Engedi, even unto Engleam. They shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds, as the fish of the great sea, exceeding many. And I suspect he means by the great sea, the mm-hmm. Mediterranean. Okay. <laughs> so we can rule out the Mediterranean because there's plenty of fish there now. And there's plenty of fish in the Sea of Galilee because that's where the disciples worked yeah. when they were yeah. called by Jesus. They fished that sea. But there ain't any fish in the Dead Sea. So this is hmm. the Dead Sea being healed. And it's going to be healed. It's going to be healed yeah. and there's going to be fish in it. Huh. Which are going to flow to it probably from the Sea of Galilee going down the Jordan. Okay. Which they don't do now because they, at a certain point it becomes so brackish they can't survive. Do you think there's some significance to that? I mean, why is the Dead Sea being healed? Uh, it's a sign. It's a it's a proof to Israel that the land is changing, that we're in the millennial reign of Christ. Ah, okay. It's a picture that, hey, when this is fulfilled, we're in the millennial yeah. reign. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it's as we're going to see, it's a picture of all the healing that's going to be taking place. Okay. Not just for animals, not just for the fish. So he says there, uh, and it shall come to pass... I read this, that the fishers shall stand upon it from one city to another. There shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceeding many. But the miry places thereof and the marishes thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given to salt. Well, that tells me it's the Dead Sea. So that's okay. going to push yeah, the yeah. salt out to these areas that are going to remain there. And okay. they're not going to be healed because that's where the salt goes. And by the river upon the bank thereof, on this side and on that side, shall grow all trees for meat whose leaf shall not fade, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his months, because their waters they issued out of the sanctuary. And the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. And meat we have to think of not in terms of beef. Uh, in the Old English, meat meant food. Yeah. So yeah. fruit is food, yeah. vegetables are food. So yeah. that's meat. Bread okay. is meat, you know. Now, the idea is... These healing waters not only heal the Dead Sea, but they cause these trees to grow along the banks that give a different fruit every month. Hmm. Uh, Where do you deduct that from? What he just said. Uh, And by the river upon the bank thereof, on this side, on that side, both sides, shall grow all trees for meat whose leaf shall not fade, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his Ah, months. Yeah. Because And there's other verses that talk about it, too. Huh. But the idea is that these fruits are going to be for food uh-huh. and health, and the leaves from the trees are going to be for healing, for wow. medicine. Yeah. yeah, so it's a, a, that ends the pharmaceutical I glanced right complex. over that and didn't even see that. Well, I think I read it pretty According quickly, According to too. his months, yeah. Yeah, every fruit. And I think ultimately the tree of life is going to do that. Hmm. It's going to be that one tree that gives a different fruit every month. 
Wow. Yeah. So it's pretty fascinating. Hmm. So these waters that issue forth from the threshold of the temple go to the Dead Sea, and I think they also go cross over to the Mediterranean Sea somehow. They, they okay. may become, they just become a river, you know, with, and if they don't go to the Mediterranean, I guess it's the Galilee. But I think it's, a, I think it's crossing opposite, hmm. you know, of the Jordan. Now, that's the first picture we have of um, plenty to eat, of healing power of the waters of life. Jesus yeah. is the water of life. And of the leaves being for medicine so that we can start seeing why is it people would live so long yeah. during this time. I mean, we've had a horrible time of destruction and cataclysmic things during the seven years of tribulation. Now we've got healing going forth, geographical changes. Mm-hmm. And if we go okay. to Isaiah chapter 2, okay. we're going to see there's going to be no more war or hunger or disease and a perfect judicial system. So look in verse 3. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, this big plain that formed on the top of the mountain of Jerusalem, where the temple is, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And we kind of mentioned that before in another passage in the previous episodes, but we get a little more detail this time. So you've got people saying, come, let's go. I suspect they're saying this to go to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay. Because that's when they're required to appear. Yeah. So, hey, come on, let's go. This is the perfect time to be taught in the ways of the Lord and to walk in his paths. The law is going to come out of Zion. Okay. So they should be willing to go, but there's plenty that aren't, as we've seen. Uh, And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people probably when they don't go, Hmm. with the lack of rain and then the plague. Yeah. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares. When you think of beat, think of like a blacksmith. Yeah. Heating heating a sword and turning it into a threshing instrument, you know. And their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Finally, the end to the military-industrial complex, the end to the neocons and the evil satanic global elites. Because war, folks, is not being fought for the reasons you're told. No, it's all about money. It's it's about money and power and the satanic agenda. Yeah. Yeah. It has never been about the assassination of an Archduke Ferdinand or because they bombed Pearl Harbor. Weapons of mass destruction. Or terrorism. Tur. The war on tur. (laughs) You know, uh, it's never been about anything that they told you. It's always been about... It's this. always about power and money. Yeah. And it's all corrupt. And the dragon yeah. controlling yeah. his, his so Nephilim entities and his human proxies. So then he goes on to say, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. And so it's kind of like Isaiah was saying, hey, if you'll just repent and turn back to the Lord, you get all this. Mm-hmm. You know, And incidentally, it's going to be funny to see that the nations... They get to go into this kingdom. This is for them. You know, Israel becomes the priesthood. It's fulfillment of the covenant promises. But the whole point was for them to go minister to the nations. Yeah. It's the final, Israel finally becoming what they were supposed to be, a light of the Gentiles. Okay. Which brings me to Isaiah 60. Okay. Verse 1. And it says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord. Yeah, meaning Israel. Okay. Thy light. Yeah, so thee in the context here is going to be Israel. Okay. 
Because this passage really, in fact, uh, we read it in another episode, but the previous verse had just said, the Redeemer shall come out of Zion to them that turn from transgression in Jacob. Yep. This is my covenant with them. So they've just now been, uh, they've turned back to the Lord. Okay. And they're being accepted. And so here's like, and once you turn your heart back to me and turn from transgression, here's what happens. Arise, shine, for thy light has come. The light is Jesus. And the glory okay. of the Lord is risen upon thee. He's called the sun, S-U-N, of righteousness mm-hmm. in Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, tribulation. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. And that's back to what we just read in, yeah. in, uh, in Ezekiel. Uh, lift up thine eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee, being, meaning the Gentiles. Thy son shall come from far and thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side. That's the gathering back to the children of Israel. Okay. And then thou shalt see and flow together and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. And we've spoken before about the sea being a metaphor for humanity. Yep. So the abundance of the sea, like when we see the beast rise up out of the sea. Yeah. You know, we know the Antichrist comes from humanity. Yep. He's part human and he's part dragon seed. Yeah. You know, yeah. I never thought of it that way. The dragon seed. Yeah. The seed of Satan. The seed of Satan, literally a hybrid. Yeah. A Nephilim hybrid. And so hmm. the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. In other words, it's the nations are going to come to Israel saying, the Lord's with you. You've got the law. He lives in Jerusalem. There's something great about this nation. We need to know your truth. Mm-hmm. Or they're, they're clamoring for it. The multitude of camels shall cover thee. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come. Meaning they're all traveling. And it's interesting okay. to note they're traveling on beasts of burden rather than airplanes and cars and stuff, which makes hmm. me wonder, is it because in the tribulation everything was destroyed? Yeah, All I was going to say a technology breakdown yeah. or something. Yeah. Wow. And possibly even sooner if there's something like an EMP or yeah. directed energy weapons are used to destroy every other weapon that could possibly be used against the satanic global elites. Wow. Yeah. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on mine altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. And rams and flocks and altar points again to sacrifices. Yeah, Everything about that is yeah. what we discussed last week. Who are these that fly as a cloud and as the doves to their windows? Surely the isles shall wait for me and the ships of Tarshish first to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them unto the name of the Lord thy God and to the Holy One of Israel because he hath glorified thee. And you know, the really the exodus coming out of Egypt was a picture of this as well. God hmm. said that when they left the Egyptians, they spoiled them. The Egyptians gave the children of Israel gold earrings and all kind of stuff. When they left? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because they were like, please, after all that the Lord has done with oh, the plagues. Oh, all the my, plagues. Yeah. Here. <laughs> please. And go with my blessing. Yeah. We just don't want any more plagues. You yeah. Know? So they spoiled them. So Israel left. Remember, they were slaves. Yeah. They left rich. 
so rich mm-hmm. that when they built the tabernacle, they used all the pieces of gold they had to make the yeah. Ark of the Covenant and all those things. And they still rebuilt. No. What's wrong with these people? Striking you, right? I mean, it's well. You're right. I mean, you're right to be. Well, what blows me away is because I have just read Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and I'm just like, and God is with them, right? Yeah. So says that He's a pillar of of like a cloud or a pillar in front of them and fire, and they still don't have any faith, right? He's right there with them. But now you're talking about this happening again in the millennial. Like people, but Christ, this time Gentiles. Christ is going to be on earth, yeah. And people are still going to go. Nah, I don't want to do it. You know, it's like what makes you want to backhand somebody, right? Like, what are you doing? I know. <laughs> well, when you think about it, for two thousand years since Christ was raised from the dead, men have rejected the truth. So it's just going to be a continuation yeah. of it, you know. And yes, He's not here, reigning on a throne with perfect peace and prosperity, we've been living in the beginning of sorrows. Which makes it sound a little bit more reasonable, <laughs> I know. right? Like, we have some justification yeah. for being so stupid and stubborn. <laughs> I see what you're talking about. If he's if he's hanging out with you, yeah. then you're going, nah, I'm not going to follow you. Right. I don't get it. Anyways, well, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So the Gentiles shall come to thy light, kings to the brightness of thy rising. And he says, um, the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee. And hmm. when you think about it, it's essentially nations are going to serve Israel. Yeah. It's no longer going to be you're the little uh, well, redheaded s- stepchild. Their sons are going to build up your walls, which means that you're going to use their kids to build your cities. The labor, yeah. yeah. And the kings are going to minister to them. Okay. So, meaning even the kings of these nations are going to be servants to Israel. Okay. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So, enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. Um, for in my wrath, God says to Israel, I smote thee when they rejected. Mm-hmm. But in my favor have I had mercy on thee. He's going to restore. We talked about restitution. Okay. Therefore, my gates shall be opened continually. They shall not be shut day nor night, that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles. And forces is like... is. Uh, Wealth. Okay. The forces of the Gentiles' is wealth, and that their kings may be brought. For the nation, now here's the real verse for the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. And that's back to that thing. When, when are they going to bring all these gifts and, and things? Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah. So they have huh, to bring, okay. they have to yeah. gather up through the year. And because they, they're going to bring their the, the wealth and the whatever to honor Israel and their sacrifices for sin, hmm. okay. you know, unless they believe. And that, again, back to that great commission: if they if they hear the preaching and they believe, then they're not going to have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Now, Zechariah chapter eight: since Israel will be the priesthood of God. Gentiles are going to seek them to learn about the Lord. That's why they're going to be able to so easily go ye therefore and teach all nations. Yeah. Unhindered at this time. No more yeah. missionaries being killed and persecution. 
None of that stuff's going to be happening. Yeah. You know. So Zechariah 8, look in verse 20. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, it shall yet come to pass that there shall come people and the inhabitants of many cities and the inhabitants of one city shall go to another saying, let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Now, here's how, what an impact that's going to have. So you're thinking, okay, yeah, I get it. The Lord's going to be in Jerusalem reigning on a throne. Yeah. David is going to be a prince under him. There's an Israeli priesthood. And there's going to be probably the 12 reigning on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel yeah. and the 12 apostles. And then there's that priesthood under them that goes you, therefore, teaches all nations, offering up spiritual sacrifices. Then you've got the priests, the sons of Zadok, we talked about, okay. that are accepting the sacrifices at the, actually all, the, the newly built temple and the altar. Mm-hmm. And they're accepting all the sin offerings for the people that don't want to believe. Okay. Because they have to, otherwise they'll be put to death. Right? Yeah. They don't offer yeah. sin offerings. And because and then if they're not going to offer sin offering, they're not going to go. And if they don't go, they get the no rain in their country. Yeah. Yeah. That's to compel the other countrymen to say, no, you need to go. Yeah. <laughs> My crops are dying, <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> and then if they still won't go as a nation, the plague comes. Yeah. And they melt on their feet. All right. And so that's why he says um, uh, that all this is taking place. Then. It says, in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, we will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm picturing in my mind, here's some people in a nation, and they're turning against the Lord, the nation is. People are saying, I don't want to go to the Feast of Tabernacles. I'm not going to offer any more sacrifices. I want to stay home and watch football, or I want to stay home and tend my crops, or I want yeah. to stay, whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to play football or not. <laughs> and maybe the majority of the nation says, then we're not going either. And that's when they get no rain. So I can see men leaving that nation. The Jew is saying, fine then. I shake the dust off my feet, and I'm leaving. I'm going back to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And ten men grab a hold of his skirt and say, take us with you. Man, come on. I don't want to burn up and melt them. <laughs> you know, you see what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. the idea is they're going to go because they would rather suffer and, and get out and trust the Lord than to end up burning up or, or you know, whatever. Yeah. So rod of no, iron. No football. No football. Man. Now, last week we suggested, oh, are you still playing that now? <laughs> that is a brutal, that's a brutal. I don't know, man. That's going to be hard for me to not watch the Saints play. Uh, <laughs> So we've got uh, one question that we hinted at last time, but we haven't answered yet. Where did these nations come from? And I, yeah. I briefly stated it, but let's read the actual scenario. Okay. Because when the Lord does come back, at some point after, I, I'm, I'm assuming the order of events as he returns, all the geographical changes take place in Israel, the temple's rebuilt, and he washes Israel with the sprinkling and it blots out their sins. Okay. They become the nation, the priesthood they were always meant to be. And they set up the sacrifices and everything else. And then, probably, I'm guessing, probably on that first Feast of Tabernacles, which might be very quickly, okay. depending on the time of the year, they, all the nations have to stand before the Lord. So it could be that. It doesn't matter if it's not that day. Yeah. But in Matthew 25, we see this. 
verse 31, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all his holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And we know that's Jerusalem. Okay. In Jerusalem. Okay. And before him shall be gathered all nations. My guess, Feast of Tabernacles. Okay. That makes sense. That's when they all go. Yeah. And he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Hmm. Now, remember, he's not separating livestock. He's separating people. Yeah. By nations. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because these people speak French, they speak German, they speak English, they speak yeah. Chinese, they speak Egyptian, whatever. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, they're called sheep. Yeah. And he says, come ye, now watch this, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Who is the kingdom of heaven prepared for? I was taught for years, Israel. Yeah. They're the priesthood. It's actually the church, right? No, it's the nations. These nations. Okay. The ones on the right hand. We end up later in the chapter finding out the reason they're on the right hand and the reason they get to go in is because I was hungry and you gave me meat. Yeah. Thirsty and you gave me drink. Naked and you visited me in prison. Or you clothed me, rather. Sick and you visited me in prison. All that takes place. Hmm. Okay. The ones on the left hand... Again, these are people that didn't take the mark. Yeah. Or they wouldn't be there. If they took the mark, they're destroyed in the armies of the Antichrist. Yeah. Okay? So, maybe they were um, preppers or whatever you call it. They stockpiled their food and the supplies. And they somehow managed to get through. Yeah, they made it through the tribulation. Whatever they did. But then, that's not the guarantee. Because the ones on the left hand are the goats. And he says, I was hungry, you gave me no meat. Thirsty, and you gave me no drink. And they said, when did we do this? If you did it not unto one of the least of these, my brethren. Yeah. So, so the you, brethren you survived Israel. through the tribulation, but you didn't support Israel. Yeah. You right? hid your talent in, a, in yeah. a, buried it in a field. Yeah. You know, and it wrapped it in a napkin. You didn't help. You didn't share. Wow. Yeah, that's the whole idea. And so, as a reminder, this is why those Gentiles who entered into the kingdom are told it was prepared for them. Because they blessed Israel and now they're going to get to bless them for a thousand years. Hmm. Serve them, honor them, because they're now God's people. They're now the priesthood of God. Okay. All right? And God's restoring and filling, fulfilling the promise. They get to go into this kingdom with no war, no disease, no famines, unless they refuse to go up to the Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah. Okay? Then when we go back to Isaiah 61... We read that the nations are going to bring their sacrifices to Jerusalem and be very happy to serve. In verse um, 5, we read, And strangers, which is aliens, you know, Gentiles, strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen. Don't don't think aliens like outer space. You know, these are foreigners. The sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But ye, Israel, ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall you boast yourselves. So you can see that they're finally now a holy nation, a peculiar treasure above all people on the earth. Yeah. The final fulfillment of Exodus 19. Okay. All those. So Exodus 19 was 1,500 years before Jesus. Okay. When he said, if you obey my voice and keep my covenant. Yeah. Jesus Christ then comes, and that was 2,000 years ago. So 3,500 years, Israel 
has never realized the promise of being the priesthood of God. Can't they get it together? What's they couldn't. When you're talking about, how could they? God was with them. Why didn't they obey yeah. him? That's how hard-headed they were. God picked the most hey, stubborn, hard-headed people. people. <laughs> what, what's wrong with them? <laughs> it's all right there for them. <laughs> and I suspect that if that nation had been Americans or Texans and we were there, we'd have done the same thing. Not me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're too smart for that. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I just spilled tea all over you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just on and on, right? Yeah. But it just shows you how man without the Lord is rebellious. Yeah. And and he and that's why the elites want to find eternal life through technology and AI and mm-hmm. genetic manipulation. They don't want to acknowledge because they don't want to give an account of themselves. Because well, we got it all figured out. Yeah. And as we're going to see shortly, even when the Lord is here and reigning, giving all this healing and the fruit from those trees and the Dead Sea healed and all that stuff's going on. And as we're going to see in a moment, even the animal kingdom changes. Mm, you, always okay. want, you ever want to play with a tiger? <laughs> no, I have no desire to do that. Well, now you or, can. Or crocodiles right. or lions or anything like that. No. Well, what we'll see is that you'll be able to do that. And yet for all that at the end, and we're going to wrap it up with that when we get to it in just a moment, that okay. men will rebel. So go with me to Isaiah 11. And we, we've read this, and many people are familiar with this passage, but now you're going to read it in the context, and it's going to make sense. Verse 1. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David. Okay. He became king and he killed Goliath. Yep. And from the line of David came Jesus. Okay. Tribe of Judah. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch, capital B, shall grow out of his roots. That's reference to Jesus. Okay. And, the, and when we say branch, he says, I'm the vine. Abide in me. Okay. Okay. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he, or or the spirit rather, shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. Jesus said the meek shall inherit the earth. The satanic global elites may be buying it up and stealing it from us. But we're going to inherit it wow. right out from under him. And uh, he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, a rod of iron, the word, mm-hmm. the sword, yeah. the word of God. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. Now, you and I both know that a wolf would eat a lamb if he yeah. was near it. Right? Kill it needed. The leopard shall lie down with the kid, a baby goat. And the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. A fatling is like a a baby. Calf, right? Yeah. Yeah. And a little child shall lead them. Can you imagine? Okay, there's a wolf, there's a bear, there's a leopard and a lion outside. Okay, Junior, go play. Go have your three-year-old go walk around with him. Yeah. Right? Go have him play around with him. So... Uh, A little child shall lead them, he says, and the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. You know what that tells me? Everything's going to return back to the way it was before the flood of Noah. Herbivores. Is that the correct word? Yeah, Yeah, herbivores. They're they're only going to eat plants, which is why there's no risk, no death. The claws, the fangs, none of that 
are going to be a threat to a child. Hmm. Okay. That's amazing. And it says, in the sucking child, which is a reference to a baby that's still nursing, so young that it's still nursing, mm-hmm. the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp. That's a then snake. snake. Yeah. yeah. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. Think of a viper. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's a copper copperhead den. I'm going to reach my hand in there and pull out one of the snakes and play with him. Yeah. Because it won't sound good. Oh, not now. Don't do it now, folks. <laughs> Don't try this at home. But in the millennial reign of Christ, hmm. no harm. Because he says, watch, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Now, it could be it's only going to happen in Jerusalem, but I think it's going to be the whole world. Worldwide. Yeah. Okay. Because it just seems to be that way. Because it says, For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, and the wa- as the waters cover the sea. So I think hmm. it's worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. But it stems from the holy mountain, because that's where the river flows. That's where the waters are healed. Mm-hmm. That's where the law goes forth out of Zion. So this is essentially the reestablishment of the Garden of Eden. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And to me, in my mind, if I, as I'm thinking, I'm, my head's reeling, you know, spinning. Yeah. And I'm going, as they go ye therefore and teach all nations, and the priesthood of Israel leaves and brings forth the law out of Zion, and nations believe and accept and get baptized, then I think the, the outflowing of these promises come to them. And their wolves and lambs lie together, yeah. and they're, you yeah. know, whatever. And then the nations that refuse and reject, well, if they get famines, because of no rain, well, their land's cursed, yeah. as it is today, you know. And so I, th- I can see huh. that playing out, you know. Uh, in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse, back to referring to Jesus, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. An ensign is like a banner. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. So the peace will be so profound, John, it's called God's rest. Enter you into the rest of the Lord, you know, because we think of the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, man in his best state is altogether vanity and all the fruits of our labor is vanity. You know, we live and we die and we leave it to somebody else. It's all vanity. It's work. It's labor. Man shall eat by the sweat of his brow, you know. Boy, did my brow sweat the other night at that last gig we played, (laughs) you know. (laughs) What? I mean, just just standing up playing guitar in 106 degrees oh, was labor, you. you know. So the true Sabbath, the seventh day, what did God say to do on the seventh day? The rest. Yeah. That's the rest of God. People want to argue. It's Friday. It's Saturday. It's Sunday. It is not. It's the thousand-year reign of Christ. Hmm, okay. That's the day of the Lord. A day with the Lord is as? A thousand days. Thousand, thousand years, years yeah, right. yeah, thousand years. The, the day of the Lord. Yeah, that's why Jesus said, "I'm Lord of the Sabbath." Mm-hmm. He's the King over the thousand-year reign. Interesting. Yeah. So while everybody quibbles about you know Friday six p.m. is the beginning of a Sabbath, you're all wrong. <laughs> that's the Sabbath, yeah. the day of the Lord. You know, the whole point of the se- the seventh day being the Sabbath was for men to honor it and keep it, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you know what? It didn't remain the same day every week. For those of you that want to quibble. So if you're trying to make it Sunday, then it could be. I don't care what day it is. (laughs) It changed depending on the month because the word month, the root of it is moon. God's calendar went by the cycles of the moon. Yeah. You started the month with the new moon and you counted 
And isn't, the full isn't the Jewish calendar 30 days, not 31? Like half of our months Based are. on the month. So that month. throws everything off. Yeah. Well, every, uh, every seventh year, they had a 13th month. So it evened it out to become ah. a solar year is 365 yeah. days, a lunar year is 360. Hmm. So they get the extra five days with a 13th month at the, after seven. Or after so many years, I forget. It's, maybe it's four or five. That's yeah, too much for me to keep in track. I know, but it balances right, out. Right, it all comes yeah. out to the same, you know, ultimately. So the, bo- the point of the matter is the month was uh, beginning with the new moon, and then they counted that to the Sabbath. So the Sabbath would land on a different day every time. Hmm. It wasn't always Friday or Saturday, if you count it properly. Now, as wonderful as all that sounds, John, all is not perfect in paradise. Oh, there will be those who don't want to receive Christ. Knuckleheads, man. What Just like you said, with with Israel. they won't be baptized. They will rebel at the first opportunity. Okay. And believe it or not, God prophesied about this even before Jesus Christ was born in Psalm 2. Okay. And the, the 12 cited it as uh, a um, uh, reference to Jesus Christ uh, when he was rejected by the nation. But its fulfillment is going to be at the end of the thousand years. Okay. So first we'll read the passage of prophecy, and then we'll read the fulfillment of it. Psalm 2, verse 1. Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder. And while the twelve cited this in the book of Acts, uh, that part about the kings of the earth set themselves and they take counsel against the Lord and against his anointed. They were just talking about Rome and the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees going against Jesus and crucifying him. Okay. But when we read the rest of this, you're going to see its application is beyond that too. Hmm. So he says, they say, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Well, when did Jesus ever have any bands or cords on Rome or the, the council? Um, he didn't. I don't know, yeah. He didn't. And their bands, their cords, is going to be basically he's referring to Christ, Israel, and the Lord himself. Okay. So we're talking about when do they have bands and cords? When he's ruling with a rod of iron. Mm-hmm. Millennial reign. Yeah. And he even says that in just a minute. So that's what they say. That's what the heathen say. So here's what's God's response. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Did you know God laughs? Oh, I do now. Yeah. yeah because he's like, it's it's not laughing out of like humor. It's like laughing that you would even attempt to yeah. defy me. Well, and he says right? the Lord shall have them in derision. Yeah. So you think of derision, a laugh of scorn. Yeah. He's got, I look at the puny yeah, attempts at these idiot. guys. Yeah. Fool. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. So when he does answer their reply, they're going to be sorry they ever mentioned. Yet, he says, yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. So we're back to Christ reigning on the earth. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Well, he said that when he was baptized by John Mm -hmm. in in Jordan. But look what else he goes on. Ask of me, begotten son. And I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. In other words, the heathen kings can say what they want. God, the creator, gave his son the world. Yeah. He said, you know what? You paid for the sins of humanity. You're the kinsman redeemer. 
you've got title of the earth. Okay. The satanic global elites have no idea what they're doing. They think they can give title to the dragon and the antichrist. The true title claim belongs to the Lord Jesus hmm. Christ. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. And while that's certainly true when he returns at the second coming, it's going to be true at the end of the thousand years, as we'll see in one final slide, or one final verse. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish from the way when, of the wrath, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. That's a great psalm. Hmm. Yeah. It's a great psalm to read if you really want to see the psalm from the beginning to the end. Psalm 2. Yeah, okay. Psalm 2, 12 verses. So what is this usurpation or insurrection of kings and nations that's happening that God is laughing at and saying, you can do whatever you want. I still gave Jesus Christ the nations. Yeah. He's the king of the earth. You can't change that. Well, here it is. <clears throat> Revelation 20, and we'll close with this. So remember we talked about Satan being bound with a chain for a thousand years. Mm -hmm. Once he's set loose from his prison, he forms the second battle of Gog and Magog. Okay. Not the one that precedes the rapture or is uh, coinciding with the rapture. Yeah. That causes God to declare Israel to be his nation again and then his people again. But this is at the end of the thousand years, and it's the final and last insurrection against Christ and his throne. And so we read that. So a thousand years has transpired. The first mention of a thousand years is in Revelation 20. The time was never given until Revelation 20, when it said they shall live and reign with Christ a thousand years. Hmm. And that we, we did that on the first uh, episode of, of this yeah. message. Now, this is the end of the time. So we pick up in verse 7. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Hmm. Not just a bunch of complaining malcontents, yeah. but outnumbering the sand of the sea. That's, that's Yeah, you can't even number that. And remember, they live up to a thousand. We forgot to read the passage yeah. about a child dying at a hundred. So they says their years are going to be like the days of a tree. Hmm. You know, and trees live a long time. Yeah. So the idea is, in all that time, if they're still having children at the same rate they do now, with plenty to eat, no war, no disease, no famines. So you know, be trillions of people. Could be. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be trillions, but it'll be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be billions, perhaps. Well, we've got what eight billion now. Eight billion now, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Eight billion now, and um, so let's say it's another eight billion. Yeah, because it yeah. took six thousand years to get to eight billion, mm -hmm. right? If well, it, unless you want to start from the flood. Yeah, four thousand. Yeah. So four thousand years it took to get eight billion with all the wars and everything else. So imagine yeah. no wars, what they could do. And with people 1, living a thousand years. Yeah. So let's say it's fifty billion. Yeah. And it might yeah. be. Then that would be as the sand of the sea. Hmm. You know? Okay. That would certainly match. So he gathers them together to battle, and they went up on the breadth of the earth. It's like they come from all over, the four quarters. And it says, and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. Now, I have to explain a word there, compassed. You use a compass maybe when you hunt. 
so you know where you're going. Compass is different. It's the same word, but it's pronounced differently because it's a verb, not a noun. Yeah. To compass something is to surround it. Yeah. Well, when you think of a compass, it points to all sides, mm-hmm. all directions. So they're coming from all directions. We would say surround. Yeah, surround. To surround the camp of the saints. Camp. Why would it be called a camp? And it says, of the camp of the saints and the beloved city. Well, we know what the beloved city is. Yeah, Jerusalem. Okay. So why would there be people camping? The camp of the saints. You think of a camp, it could be either an army, you know, the camp. Yeah. Camp Pendleton, you know, Camp Lejeune. Or how about, what do you camp in? You camp in tents. Mm -hmm. What is a tent? It's a tabernacle. Yeah. The Feast of Tabernacles. Every year, they come up to serve the Lord, to worship Him, to bring the riches. For those that don't believe, to offer sacrifices. They're attacking at the Feast of Tabernacles. They know when they're all going to be there. So they're thinking, these are the guys that believe. Let's kill them. And we'll take over the earth. So that's why the the strategy is to surround Jerusalem at the Feast of Tabernacles. And this is Satan with his army of billions And then we see the last part there. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, they've been there a thousand years, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Also, where all the the goats on the left hand went. Yeah. It's rough. That's a pretty bad ending. That's a horrible ending, but it's the final end of the dragon. Wow. And all his minions and all the demons and all the Nephilim hosts and all the satanic global elites. Are you listening to me? This is where you are headed. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name names, but they know who they are. Yeah. And you think you can fight this? You got another thought coming. So you better repent while there's still time. Wow. So isn't that amazing? That was kind of a crazy ending there. Yeah. Huh. Finally, and from here, that's not the last chapter. From here, we go into the new heaven and the new earth. Yeah. And then you'll see, that's really heaven. Yeah. Heaven is when God comes down and he dwells with men. And it's going to be beyond the Garden of Eden. It's going to be, like you said, we'll explore Universes. worlds. Yeah. yeah. It's And we'll have to do a whole episode on that. Hmm. I've done a several-part series on heaven, but, um, um, you know, it's quite some time back. Yeah. So it may be time to refresh that. If I could get Randy Alcorn on, that would be ideal. Okay. He wrote the book Heaven. That I told him about yeah, last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have so, to look that book up. Yeah, I reached out to him once before, and he did respond. And he was he was tied up uh-huh. with a, with a very understandable reason why he couldn't be on. But I may try to reach out to him again. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So, John, thank you. Hey, good episode. Hey, thanks. I hope this has been a great series for you. That it might might have always wondered what was going on during the thousand reign of Christ, a thousand yeah. years. Why, why is it a thousand yeah. years? And what are we going to be doing there? And why is Satan loosed for a time? Yeah. You know. And and now you know why. Because you're going to build up billions of people they don't want, and they're going to try to overthrow Christ. That's through. amazing. Isn't it? Well, if the Antichrist could do it, why wouldn't another group? Yeah. You know? But that'll be the last time, because once the Lord does come down, and we'll um, have to do, I guess, another thing about the city, like we okay. talked about. Yeah. yeah. But once you see that comes down, it says, The tabernacle of God dwells with men. And he will be their God, and they shall be his people. And he means all men that time, not just Israel. Okay. So that's the final uh, conclusion of this earth that was um, created originally to be everything we see, 
we'll see in the new heaven and the new earth. But it got messed up through that war in heaven that started all those many, many millennia ago. Spiritual warfare. The world that was, yeah. yeah. Keeps coming around. All because the dragon rebelled because he wanted to be God. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in again. And uh, appreciate your support, your prayers. Hopefully, if this message was a blessing to you somehow, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So till next time, look up for our redemption draws nigh. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. Hey, thanks again for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode, and we so much appreciate you sharing with others and your friends and tell them about the show. We'd also love it if you'd one more time consider joining Bible Mysteries Premium Podcast as a subscriber. Absolutely. And keep in mind that your subscription helps us get the word out to as many people as we can possibly reach. So we appreciate you partnering with us. Don't forget, it's BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. And thanks again for joining us today.